Eighth Day of Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. As Your Righteousness Of God are ye in Christ Jesus, who was made unto us wisdom from God, both righteousness and sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, Revised Version Margin the first of the great blessings which christ our wisdom reveals to us as prepared in himself is righteousness it is not difficult to see why this must be first there can be no real prosperity or progress in a nation a home or a soul unless there be peace as not even a machine can do its work unless it be in rest secured on a good foundation quietness and assurance are indispensable to our moral and spiritual well-being sin had disturbed all our relations we were out of harmony with ourselves with men and with god the first requirement of a salvation that should really bring blessedness to us was peace and peace can only come with right where everything is as god would have it in god's order and in harmony with his will there alone can peace reign jesus christ came to restore peace on earth and peace in the soul by restoring righteousness because he is melchizedek king of righteousness he reigns as king of salem king of peace hebrews chapter 7 verse 2 he so fulfills the promise the prophets held out a king shall reign in righteousness and the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever isaiah thirty two one and seventeen christ is made of god unto us righteousness of god we are in him as our righteousness we are made the righteousness of god in him let us try and understand what this means when first the sinner is led to trust in christ for salvation he as a rule looks more to his work than his person as he looks at the cross and christ suffering there the righteous one for the unrighteous he sees in that atoning death the only but sufficient foundation for his faith in god's pardoning mercy the substitution and the curse-bearing and the atonement of christ dying in the stead of sinners are what give him peace and as he understands how the righteousness which christ brings becomes his very own and how in the strength of that he is counted righteous before god he feels that he has what he needs to restore him to god's favour being justified by faith we have peace with god he seeks to wear this robe of righteousness in the ever-renewed faith in the glorious gift of righteousness which has been bestowed upon him but as time goes on and he seeks to grow in the christian life new needs arise he wants to understand more fully how it is that god can thus justify the ungodly on the strength of the righteousness of another he finds the answer in the wonderful teaching of scripture as to the true union of the believer with christ as the second adam he sees that it is because christ has made himself one with his people and they were one with him that it was in perfect accordance with all law in the kingdom of nature and of heaven that each member of the body should have the full benefit of the doing and the suffering as of the life of the head and so he is led to feel that it can only be in fully realizing his personal union with christ as the head 
that he can fully experience the power of his righteousness to bring the soul into the full favour and fellowship of the Holy One. The work of Christ does not become less precious, but the person of Christ more so. The work leads up into the very heart, the love and the life of the God-man. And this experience sheds its light again upon Scripture. It leads him to notice, what he had scarce remarked before, how distinctly the righteousness of God, as it becomes ours, is connected with the person of the Redeemer. This is his name whereby he shall be called Jehovah our righteousness. In Jehovah have I righteousness and strength. Of God is he made unto us righteousness. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him that I may be found in him having the righteousness of God. He sees how inseparable righteousness and life in Christ are from each other. The righteousness of one comes upon all unto justification of life. They which receive the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And he understands what deep meaning there is in the key word of the epistle to the Romans, the righteous shall live by faith. He is not now content with only thinking of the imputed righteousness as his robe, but putting on Jesus Christ and seeking to be wrapped up in, to be clothed upon with himself and his life, he feels how completely the righteousness of God is his, because the Lord our righteousness is his. Before he understood this, he too often felt it difficult to wear his white robe all the day. It was as if he specially had to put it on when he came into God's presence to confess his sins and seek new grace. But now the living Christ himself is his righteousness. That Christ who watches over and keeps and loves us as his own, it is no longer an impossibility to walk all the day enrobed in the loving presence with which he covers his people. Such an experience leads still further. The life and the righteousness are inseparably linked, and the believer becomes more conscious than before of a righteous nature planted within him. The new man created in Christ Jesus is created in righteousness and true holiness. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. The union to Jesus has effected a change not only in the relation to God, but in the personal state before God. And as the intimate fellowship to which the union has opened up the way is maintained, the growing renewal of the whole being makes righteousness to be his very nature. To a Christian who begins to see the deep meaning of the truth, he is made to us righteousness, it is hardly necessary to say, abide in him. As long as he only thought of the righteousness of the substitute and are being counted judicially righteous for his sake, the absolute necessity of abiding in him was not apparent. But as the glory of Jehovah our righteousness unfolds to the view, he sees that abiding in him personally is the only way to stand at all times, complete and accepted before God, as it is the only way to realize how the new and righteous nature can be strengthened from Jesus our head. To the penitent sinner, the chief thought was the righteousness which comes through Jesus dying for sin. To the intelligent and advancing believer, Jesus, the living one, through whom the righteousness comes, is everything, because having him, he has the righteousness too. 
believer abide in christ as your righteousness you bear about with you a nature altogether corrupt and vile ever seeking to rise up and darken your sense of acceptance and of access to unbroken fellowship with the father nothing can enable you to dwell and walk in the light of god without even the shadow of a cloud between but the habitual abiding in christ as your righteousness to this you are called seek to walk worthy of that calling yield yourself to the holy spirit to reveal to you the wonderful grace that permits you to draw nigh to god clothed in a divine righteousness take time to realize that the king's own robe has indeed been put on and that in it you need not fear entering his presence it is the token that you are the man whom the king delights to honor take time to remember that as much as you need it in the palace no less do you require it when he sends you forth into the world where you are the king's messenger and representative live your daily life in the full consciousness of being righteous in god's sight an object of delight and pleasure in christ connect every view you have of christ in his other graces with this first one of god he is made to you righteousness this will keep you in perfect peace thus shall you enter into and dwell in the rest of god so shall your inmost being be transformed into being righteous and doing righteousness in your heart and life it will become manifest where you dwell abiding in jesus christ the righteous one you will share his position his character and his blessedness thou lovest righteousness and hatest iniquity therefore god thy god hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows joy and gladness above measure will be your portion end of eighth day